Black Girl and Ohm promotes holistic wellness and inner beauty for women of color. We encourage self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment for communities of color. This is Lauren Ash. And Dion Ivory, thank you so much for listening. Hey y'all, we're back with season four. Uh, 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 uh. That's how we feel about it. That's exactly how we feel. You know where I got that from? Where's where that, from? that from? Blue's Clues. Oh wow. You've never seen that? I have. Oh. Everybody did. That's why I thought you were gonna get it. No, I didn't get it. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, y'all, we are back in season four. Wow. Elevation explan gave for expansion. Expansion. Expl- <laughs> Expansion, amplification. Yes, all of the things. All of the things. Yeah, it feels good. It does feel good. This season's going to be, um, you know, a little different than before. Yeah. Deanna and I are traveling so much, so we might be exploring recording in new places. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just hope to engage with more of y'all. So we today are doing something different. Yes. We are answering and responding to some listener emails yeah questions hopes aspirations mm-hmm. and we want y'all to email us what is on your hearts and minds this season i love that i love how you said that it for was real. real smooth for real so um just email us at hello at blackgirlandohm.com mm-hmm. make it clear in the subject line that it's about the podcast mm-hmm. and let us know like what is it that you're journeying through absolutely what is it that you want our insights around absolutely yeah, it's like a little consultation mm-hmm. situation. And we're just going to give you our advice from our perspectives, you know, knowing that you can take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, that's always, I think, useful in our lives mm-hmm. in general when we ask someone for a perspective. Um, really knowing that ultimately we're the ones to chart our own path and yes. to figure out, Absolutely. you know, what is useful and, and leaving the rest. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Let's mm-hmm. get into it. So the first question that uh, we got, I'm just going to read it. I'm a 20-year-old black woman who has been incredibly inspired by your work. My passion and purpose is loving black women and women of color. I am a writer and a valuer of black women's stories and a supporter of all the ways we express them. I find it detrimental to ourselves and our community to know these stories. And I find you have made space for us to have a voice. I think she she's referring to it's detrimental to not um, always be able to know these stories, mm-hmm. you know, on a larger scale. Okay. Just to tell you a little bit more about myself, I'm a psychology student going to community college in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, and I have just really been drawn to the work you do. I want to empower women through wellness in regards to mental health as well as physical health. But basically this email is to ask you about what it is you did to get where you are. If you have the time to just share your story with me, I would appreciate it. I feel very lost in my pursuit at this point in my life. I'm going to school and working a very depressing job, Mm -hmm. and I feel as though my life is lacking an outlet. I have nowhere to foster these passions. That's heavy. Yeah, I mean, when I first read this, I connected with it because I have been there, you know, Mm -hmm. in the past, um, in terms of working a job that I couldn't stand. (laughs) (laughs) You laugh. She laughs only because, like, I make it very clear how much I did not like this job <laughs> all the time when I talk about it. It was, it was what I was doing before I transitioned to Black Girl and Elm. Um, but I also understand the feeling of um, kind of being isolated. You know, she, um, she is um, in school but doesn't really feel as though there's a, an outlet for her to um, connect with her people and to delve deeper into the stories of black women with other black women. Mm-hmm. I've also been there. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up in predominantly white setting through age 24, essentially, you know, and I did not truly recognize or experience um, connecting with 
other people of color and mm-hmm. specifically black women in an intentional way until sophomore year of college. But I was still within a predominantly white space mm-hmm. overall, right? And I basically, quote unquote, found my purpose <laughs> at age 27-ish. So people, I think all the time, will, will look at me, will mm-hmm. look at you, and be like, oh, they've just been good. Nah. They have been knowing. Right. It's like, no. Yeah. We need to always remember that it's a journey. It's a journey for real, for real, for real. And for real is a journey. I'm every day learning something new, every day elevating, every day deepening into more clarity around what my purpose is. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. My, my story is that once you set an intention, and we're going to be talking about this yes, some we more, are. but once you set an intention even to open yourself up to understanding what your purpose is, have faith that it will become clear to you. Mm-hmm. It you know, be revealed. Yes. Yeah. Like if you feel lost, that is okay. Yeah. But open yourself up to having faith mm-hmm. that if you are longing to find your purpose on this earth, and I do believe every single person has a purpose, it will come to you. Yeah. Every time you ask, it will be received. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Um, and having faith in that, even if right now you feel as though your current reality is your forever reality. It is not. I guarantee you. <laughs> not a lot of people know this because I don't really talk about it that much. But even after transitioning out of my nine to five job that I did not like um, when I was about a year, a little shy of a year living in Chicago, um, even after discovering, you know, wow, there's this thing on my heart called Black Girl Gnome that I know I need to manifest mm-hmm. um, and not even having that language of manifestation back then. But, you know, that's essentially what I started doing that I quit my day job and I went right into working within the restaurant industry. And for the first three and a half, well, remember. like two and a half, three years, and keep in mind, we're about to turn four uh, in this year, in November, um, I was working, you know, um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like 40 to 60 hours sometimes, while also developing Black Girl Gnome, hosting wellness sessions, hosting yoga classes, um, building the online publication, um, building relationships with people like Dion, <laughs> you know? Um, so even when you find, I think sometimes too, in the age that we live in now where it feels like people have really quick quote unquote success, stay focused on you. Stay focused on your own personal development, your spiritual development. Um, I've been really inspired around what it means to focus on how I am being rather than exactly what I am doing. Mm. I feel like that's more important. Um, A spiritual community that I've been going to a bit more uh, locally in Chicago lately, Bodhi Spiritual Center, the past several weeks, their message has been focused on how you be. And the idea is that, and I I really firmly believe this the more that that I go about it, like for me, I love Black Girl Gnome. Black Girl Gnome was my baby. It will forever be my baby, right? I want it to outlive me. To me, it's increasingly important how I am being with all the people that I'm interacting with and the way that I'm going about the work rather than even the work itself. Wow. If Black Girl Gnome were to dissolve tomorrow, it's more about how I'm showing up in the face of that and how I'm showing up in the face of them, whatever my next project would be. Yeah. So focus, too, on how, given your circumstances right now, how can you show up? How can you show up in what you're learning at your college right now related to psychology? Mm-hmm. How you feel overall, even about your life circumstances right now? Because as we talk about a lot on the show, gratitude is so powerful. Yeah. Like looking at what you do have right now, despite the circumstances and finding what is beautiful and finding what is useful and finding what is helping you grow, mm. I guarantee you will lead you to a beautiful place. That's beautiful. And that's very powerful. I, you talked about faith, which is something that I, that is obviously important to me. And I remember uh, listening to the sermon by this pastor named Mike Todd, and he was going in, oh my God, he was going in. And one of the things he said was like, fact is what is, faith is what can happen. Mm. And when he said that, I was just like, I love that. It's kind of like, when you think about a fact, it's like the door is closed. But then when you think about faith, you're like, the door can be opened, right? Yes. And that, that door being open leads to the possibilities of whatever it is that you desire. Um, and so I think about my life in that way, and I think that's essentially how 
I've been able to do or get to the place that I am right now. Um, and I tell people this all the time, like without without faith, without knowing that there is something bigger than me, um, you know, orchestrating these amazing opportunities and these relationships that have allowed me to explore my own identity, to, you know, blessing me with people who are able to see things in me um, that I didn't see in myself. It's like, oh, okay. Like trusting that divine power, um, the creator of the universe, that has given me the confidence to just say, okay, I trust you and I'm just going to allow myself to walk in my greatness. Yeah. Because like you were saying earlier, every single per- if you are created, it is a single known fact that you have a purpose because God does not create for no purpose. You know what right. I'm saying? He is extremely intentional. Mm-hmm. And because he's intentional and our desire is to reflect who he is, we are to also be intentional. Mm-hmm. You know, we are to also know that, hey, just like my creator is, well, just like God is like the supreme creator, I am also capable of doing that as well. And you can create your reality in in some ways. I know that there are things that are beyond your control. Right. Um, but one thing I try to lead within my life is like I don't have to be in a situation that I don't have to be in with if, if I'm able to control it. Mm-hmm. There's there are times when I just simply have to be and maybe because there's a lesson for me to be learned. Yeah. Um, or like I remember me being a teacher, being an art teacher. And oh, no, at mm-hmm. this time I was actually an English teacher. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God, why am I at this? Why am I at this rinky dink job? Like, yeah. I don't want to be here. Yeah. And this woman commissioned me to um, illustrate some wine glasses and she bought all of my art material. And I was like, why is this lady, what? Like, I don't understand. There's an art teacher here. Why is she not asking him to perform this service? She wanted me to draw on some wine glasses for her grandmother. So she was like, hey, I'm going to give you all this money to go buy the art supplies. And I remember the year before telling God that I wanted to um, illustrate for a living. I was like, oh, man, I want to draw and, like, have people have my artwork in their their homes and things like that. So fast forward, I'm at this rinky-dink school, (laughs) and um, the lady ended up giving me the supplies, and uh, I did some sort of service for her. And I remember, I I remember being in my kitchen, and I was like, "Wow, I have a drawing pen, and I have drawing paper." And I was like, oh, let me just draw, right? And then I remember posting my little drawing on Instagram and like immediately people were like, oh my God, Dion, you draw? And then um, I was like, yeah. And then like two weeks or two months later, someone asked me to commission my first illustration book. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? And now when I think about that in retrospect, I'm like, God, mm-hmm. you had me there in this rinky-dink position, right? Knowing that you were going to bless me yes. to be in a situation where I would essentially be doing what I wanted to do, but at a later time, yeah. but you had me there for a reason, yeah. you know? So I think that that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful demonstration of how like sometimes we're in situations we don't want to be in, but there's a purpose for that. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And you could have not taken that opportunity as that. Yeah, exactly. I'm too busy. I'm Mm -hmm. a teacher. That's not for me. That's for someone else. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We love to push away blessings sometimes because we don't recognize them as such. Exactly. And the thing, too, with being a teacher, a lot of times we talk about capacity. You're like, well, I can't I can't, you know, photograph or I can't do this. I don't have time. Start with little increments. Yes. Literally, you know, and eventually you'll get to where you want to go. But if you don't just start, I mean, God can't bless something that you you haven't even had the faith enough to start, you know. So I just try to make sure I keep that in mind. Right. And so with this person, going back to the letter, um, you know, you express that you love to write. You express Mm -hmm. that you value black women's stories. And I and realize that we don't always have um, the uh, perhaps platform or space to express ourselves. You have been blessed with this gift of writing and this discernment of the value of black women's stories for a reason. Mm -hmm. So as you can today, even despite the place that you're in or maybe because of the place that you are in, there is something that you are supposed to start cultivating where you are right now and it does not have to wait. Mm -hmm. Yep. Ooh, we we getting deep, okay. I did not even realize we were gonna talk so much about that one story. I know. Clearly we had a lot we had a lot in our hearts. These are all beautiful questions too and um just very real. Like we Dion and I have just been in um such a, a state, I think, of rapid transformation and growth over the past few years. Okay. Both like on a personal level, spiritual level and professional level. Mm-hmm. So if we have a lot to say, that's why. It's like 
where I am right now is very different than when I was last year. It's very different than when I was four years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, very different. (laughs) And it's not always been comfortable, but it has brought me to a place that I am proud to be in right now. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's just a lot that we love to unpack (laughs) when we read these because of all of the transformations that we've been through. So this next one is great. Um, I listen to your podcast periodically and completely admire what you and Dion stand for. Thank you. I know you hear this all the time, but I also want you, I also want to have somewhat of an impact. I used to work with young girls that come from troubling pasts, and that was completely eye-opening. In so many words, I'm asking, how did you find your way? Your journey is so inspiring and powerful. I want to be able to have a comeback story like you have. That is so hilarious. (laughs) A comeback story. So I think she specifically is also speaking to overcoming. Mm. Because she works with young girls and... Um, I'm not sure what kind of troubling past I think a lot of us, honestly, as black people, come from. Girl, I mean, well, I mean, y'all know, if y'all have been listening to me the past two seasons about my troubling past um, and how, by the grace of God, I'm here and I'm thriving and I I have joy um, and... People always want to know, like, how do you overcome that? And who we, I mean, I like to think that everything I've gone through isn't in vain. Um, And that helps me to, I don't know, that just puts things into perspective. And also, I realize that whatever I'm going through isn't just for myself. For some reason, I think that whatever I'm going through is also for someone else in their healing. Um, mm-hmm. And there's a mutual pain because in mutual pain, you you build community. You also learn how to be compassionate. You also learn um, to be patient. It's so many like human, like there's so many things that you learn about co- being compassionate, I think, yes. and love. And all of those sometimes, well, most of those sometimes stems from you going through uh, a dark season in life. You know what I'm saying? Because it humanizes mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what got me through or what allowed me to overcome my troubling past um, was just faith that if it doesn't end in joy, my story is not over. Love that. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I'm going through this, but there's joy on the other side. Yes. And that keeps me going because I, I want to get there. I want to yes. know what that feels like. Yes. Um, and I trust that God is going to take me there. Yes. So... I mean, essentially just having something to look forward to, having hope, and then seeing hope like with other people. Like there are people who've gone through, you know, terrible things. And me being able to see those people thriving in the aftermath of their trauma or in the aftermath of the things that they've gone through, it has, to me, it's like God saying, that's that's your story as well. You know what I'm saying? You're just waiting for that to happen, but you will be there too. Yeah. They've gone through something just like you are going through something. Yeah. But it doesn't end. If it's not, if you're not at a place of joy, your story is not over. I love that. That's honestly how, what, what I would say to that. That's beautiful. That gets me to think about, um, I really love the, the book, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran. Mm-hmm. And within it, he says, your joy is your sorrow unmasked. Ooh. It's like you can't actually have one without the other. You literally cannot. You know what I mean? You literally cannot. Yes. And it gets me to think, too, about family and what you're talking about, about how, like, if there's pain um, and there's this kind of collective that can come together and heal, mm-hmm. like, even though we have these separate painful experiences or life circumstances, when you come together in community, there's so much power there to, to heal together, right? And it gets me to think about, like, even within my own family, like certain things that my grandmother went through, I see that my life is responding to and healing. Wow. And it like heals back and forward, you know? Like, yeah. For example, like she raised six kids on her own after my grandfather left her. They were high school sweethearts. She supported him through med school. She was mm-hmm. smarter than him. She did his homework low key, all this stuff, right? <laughs> wow. And then he left her. And certainly, you know, for a large portion of her life, like I, I have vivid memories of my grandmother still kind of lamenting that, which how can you not? You know, that was so hurtful. Yeah. But she always, I would say even more so, spoke with so much joy and pure 
happiness about how her granddaughters in particular were carrying on and going to do even like greater mm. and better than yeah, she did. You know, like beautiful. she had so much hope and, and optimism around like and also a knowingness, like this like spiritual knowledge that like her intentions would live on through us. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, I could have looked at, oh my God, isn't that crazy? Like he left her and also kind of obsess over like the harm that that inflicted on the family but in a sense like her decision to still be resilient to still take care and fuel the next generation and me just to focus on that is is a lesson too in what forgiveness looks like in my own life so it's like I can learn from her Mm -hmm. and in my own life when I'm harmed or, or hurt or um or taken for granted in relationships in my life to again look at her lesson as a model of again she still battled with it like she still was hurt by it but it didn't destroy her yeah so it's like okay always rise above always know that just because someone hurt or harmed or pained me that that is not the end of my story exactly there's something to rise above and in rising above it heals again it heals me it heals her it heals like the future generation Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like we literally should just look at our family's life stories the things that they overcame as lessons so that we don't have to um learn like like learn through like I don't know. It's getting me to think about like what we're reading in the seat of the soul, like learning <laughs> through wisdom, right? Girl, so, you have like, a choice to learn, learn through once, wisdom or doubt and fear. Yes. Like you so can powerful. choose and that you can choose. You can always choose. Yeah. You can choose to learn from what you've already seen someone go through. You can, le- you can learn to um, look at the circumstances that you've already faced and say, okay, let me learn from what I've already learned before yeah. rather than go through this brand new. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's, it's a lot, but you know, that's it's what's on my mind. Also, too, I think about getting over a situation. And you know how, like, when, for instance, like a breakup, for instance, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, my God, like, when I, go, when I get over this pain, I'm going to feel like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And you start to, exp- your body starts to experience that, that future feeling that you want to have, yes. right? And I think about when you gaze, or not when you gaze, but when you allow yourself to be, consume, consume yourself with that feeling, um, I, I believe that you start to move towards that even quicker. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. this is the intention that you're trying to walk in. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So you're like, I like I am committed to having or feeling empowered after this season of heartbreak or I'm committed to feeling um, like I'm gaining my power back or whatever, whatever. Yeah. And you start to walk in that. It's like, I don't know. It's kind of like you're gaining energy and like setting things in motion. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a beautiful thing and another way to try to or yes. get over a situation mm-hmm. or overcome a, a situation mm-hmm. for sure. Yes. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We just released our Patreon page, y'all. Mm-hmm. If you are not familiar with Patreon, it is a fantastic place where creatives all over the world position themselves to receive support for the work that they put out in the world, right? And so, yeah, for three seasons, you all have been listening with and to us you have been sharing your stories with us and we have been responding to them yes and our podcast has really been your go-to conversation for all things wellness self-care self-love uh we really always try and uplift affirm and inform through curated conversations right favorite guests of yours um, who are all phenomenal women making necessary waves within beauty, within wellness, within health. So we're here to continue to provide this for you. And um, we have a Patreon space for y'all to go and support at whatever kind of uh, tier that you would like to support at, um, which allows us to cover expenses directly related to the Mm -hmm. podcast. Y'all, it costs money. Right? It does. All the coins. <laughs> Studio okay. sessions. We record all this magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fair compensation for our dedicated podcast team. Mm-hmm. Various costs associated with hosting the show. And we want to secure opportunities to bring the podcast to you and your city. So we're really, really excited to 
take this on the road. And in order to do that, we do need more support, right? Yes, we do, honey. And we just want to thank y'all in advance because we know we're rolling with some day ones, A ones who are going to come through. Shout for out, us. shout out. <laughs> Shout out Pookie. Yeah, I am about to fly out of here. <laughs> but yes, we are always in a constant state of gratitude because, yes. you know, as visionaries, we are always in positive expectation. And, um, you know, we feel like we've cultivated such an amazing community of people who want to support us yes. and who are looking forward to having more Black Girl and Home seasons in the future, hey. um, which are going to come y'all way, you know, y'all's way, y'all way, <laughs> y'all's way. Um but thank you in advance and you know go to our Patreon blackgirlandome.com slash Patreon or did I say it wrong patreon.com slash blackgirlandome <laughs> yes see y'all there thank you for your contributions to the squad so we have a couple more here um I love all of them. Y'all be going deep, honey. Yes. Y'all want want the real. Yes. 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 Okay. (laughs) I am a longtime yoga practitioner who has long wanted to see yoga become more accessible in communities of color. So I've been following your career for the last two plus years, and I'm so happy to see how far BGIO has come. I have been increasingly dedicating more of my also very limited personal time and energy to creating healing, healthy spaces for women of color, particularly Latinx and Spanish-speaking immigrants in Chicago. I'm really inspired by your work, and I'm reaching out to invite you to coffee or to a meal to speak with you about your path. This is coffee (laughs) right now, girl. I would specifically love to learn more about your journey to date, the lessons you've learned launching, growing, and sustaining BGIO. So this is more kind of career and brand and community focus, which I also love. I currently have a demanding career in philanthropy, but I'm personally very passionate about holistic health and wellness, especially for women of color, so I'm seeking to connect with other women in this space who are doing exactly that, and the process are inspiring me to further pursue my passion in new ways. I love this. So I think you're in a great place because while you said your career is demanding, you can learn so much from the field of philanthropy that Mm -hmm. is directly going to relate to the direction that you want to take as a aspiring entrepreneur. Yep. Y'all always view, if you are an aspiring entrepreneur, always view whatever you are doing right now as an investment in your future career. Because it is. Yes. That's even how I started to shift my mentality when I was working within the restaurant space, like serving people cocktails and like random little calamaris and fries and just being like, what, how does this relate? It did because guess what? I learned customer service, mm-hmm. like the back of my hand. Yep. <laughs> I worked off and on in the restaurant space for 10 years. Do you know, I talked with every type of person. <laughs> I talked and dealt with every type of frustrated person. I can smile and grin and give you love <laughs> regardless of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that is a skill. That is a tangible skill. That has not come overnight, believe me. <laughs> Again, I would talk with every kind of person you can imagine. And that directly translates to what I'm doing now. I'm very front-facing in all of the work that I do in my work. And I can deal and have dealt with just about any situation that you can imagine already. Mm -hmm. And the, the way that I'm able to move throughout those situations is in many ways directly related to the ways that I had to move within all these kinds of mini crises that would happen within the restaurant and customer service field. And so, again, if I would have um, viewed that position as, oh, this isn't related all to what I want to do, I wouldn't have opened myself up to this wisdom and these these skills that I learned. Um, So really take a step back and realize, okay, how is what I'm doing right now? Philanthropy, like you're learning about so much, I'm sure. And you can directly connect that to your future, your future aspirations with your career. Um, I think it's great too that um, you are reaching out. I think sometimes we get into into our heads that no one's gonna want to talk to us. No one's gonna that people who are already kind of on their way or who have made it or who are doing what they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. um, won't be willing to connect with us and talk with us about how we can create our own. Y'all, that's how Black Girl Home started. <laughs> I reach out to Janice at the encouragement of a friend 
I added her on Facebook, saw that she was popping, traveling the world, did this on the third. And I could have been like, oh, I'm not going to reach out to her. She's not going to want to talk to me. Because even though I was popping, <laughs> <laughs> always have been, I was still new to Chicago. Yeah. And so nobody really knew me, you mm-hmm. know? No one knew what I had done before. No one knew um, the leadership that I have been doing. Um, and um, so I could have, you know, just been intimidated. But I said, no, like, I'm going to reach out to her. And really showing up confidently during that first meeting with her, too, I'm sure made an impression on her. Mm-hmm. And it's why she was so willing to, after one meeting with me, say, you know what? You should start Black Girl Gnome. You can actually use these resources that I have. My living room of my gorgeous condo downtown. And also, I'm going to connect you with all these people in the wellness space. She connected me with amazing people, amazing people who have already been trailblazing and leading as black women within wellness, mm-hmm. food, beauty. Like she's enormously well connected. So I think I say that to say, be confident in even your preliminary ideas around what you want to create in the world. Yeah. Because if I would have gone into that meeting with her and been like, oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She would have been like, okay, well, if she doesn't know, then I, I, why am I about to support exactly. her and invest in her? I mean, you have to believe in whatever it is you're trying to get somebody else to believe in. Exactly. And I went in there confident. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't mean that I had it all figured out. Right. But it meant that I was confident in my vision, confident in my mission, and confident that it needed to happen. And she saw that. Confidence. And she said, I'm about to support her. And I love that. And thank you, Janice, because you're a real one. Yes. Um, but confidence, I mean, it, it doesn't mean that you have everything together. It's like you are just confident that, like you, you spoke to earlier, like my vision is popping. You know what I'm saying? God is going to connect all the dots. He's going to bring me all the right people. And yes. it's okay if you don't have it all all there at that moment. Yes. You know, but the vision is what's most important. Because as long, I mean, with without that, everything wastes away. Yeah. You know? So, and Black Girl and I'm just popping. Thanks to Lauren eight, and eight, her eight. vision. And God, you know, brought her women who wanted to support yes. um, the vision, community, the team, community. Exactly. Everything. Exactly. It all fell into place. And she told me it would. So you've got to trust, too, that it's going to fall into place for you. So how have you sustained or how have we sustained Black Girl and Elm? Um, I mean, that's still always um, a work in progress. Uh-huh. So I think... Um, like Black Girl Gnome has grown so tremendously in a relatively short amount of time due to moving very intentionally, mm-hmm. due to a phenomenal team that has supported and, and showed up with their gifts and really served the vision and added, you know, like Dion special spices and sauce <laughs> to the I love that that flavor, <laughs> yes. You know? Um and and we still have so much more to go. You know, I think most folk know because it's kind of been in the public conversation that women of color, black women in particular, are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. And yet we are the most underfunded, mm-hmm. like gravely underfunded, y'all. And so the attention and um, kind of energetic focus that I want to give into Black Girl No more so is financial sustainability because so much more can be done (laughs) and so much more will be done (laughs) when we can have a team of Mm full-time like just leadership and um just you know we live in a society where we need um resources fiscal financial resources (laughs) in order to um, really make an even bigger impact. And so I'm really excited about that. Um, So the lessons that I've learned are that um, not, one of the lessons that I've learned around sustaining BGIO is not being shy about asking for exactly what I need. What you you need and what you deserve. What I need and what I deserve. And Uh so if it's in the service of this beautiful mission that is literally transforming lives, because y'all let us know how it's transforming y'all's lives, I shouldn't be afraid of asking for it. That's beautiful. You know? Mm -hmm. And manifesting that just as much as I've manifested community, just as much as I've manifested um, resources in in other ways, like manifest that money, manifest, make those money moves. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And so I've just learned to not be afraid of that and to get over my own um, 
worries and fears and limited thinking around deservedness around financial resources mm. to really sustain and build black girl mm-hmm. to what it is supposed to be so i have a question i mean for the entrepreneurs out there i mean i get asked this question a lot it's like how do um i get to a place where i know what to ask for financially Mm-hmm. to support and su- to sustain a vision that I have that's going to help the community. Yeah, because we, sell, we, we um, sell ourselves short. Wait, is that, is that a phrase? <laughs> we sell ourselves short? Yeah. Don't sell yourself short. I think so, yeah. yeah it is a, fa- a phrase. Yeah, because we don't realize that there is so much financial abundance out there. We just got to ask for it. There is financial abundance, but, you know, sometimes we deal with well sometimes the money can be a knee-jerking type mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i mm-hmm. think we talked about this one time and how yeah. I th- oh i think i talked about this one time i was reading oh how to be a badass yeah. and making money no you are a badass you, oh yes yeah you are yeah yeah thank you that was an affirmation yes it was yes <laughs> you are a badass um and making money and i remember reading that book and i was like ooh, you know i was like i got some issues around making money because I didn't want to come off as like money hungry or like, oh, you know, the people in my community are going to think that all I care about is money. And it's like, I need to eat and I need to. And and the thing is, if you think about other people in their careers, it's like people who work uh, at McDonald's or people who work uh, as a teacher or whatever, they're they're performing a service to whomever. My service looks different. It just I mean, for people who love teaching, that's amazing that you're in a profession that you want to be in. For people who work at McDonald's and they love it, that's great. You want to be there. I love the profession that I'm in. But because uh, people who undervalue um, my career choice and who feel like I don't deserve to be making X amount of money, I I have self-imposed guilt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, which is why you money internalize their opinions. Exactly. About what you deserve, which, wow. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother Don't thing. Think things personally. <laughs> exactly. So I know that it can be a struggle to, I mean, now, you know, you, I've grown tremendously. Yeah, you have. She'd be telling me what I deserve now. <laughs> I do. I do. You are insane. But no, it's like for mentors and people yeah. who are guiding me and like, no, Dion, like, it's okay to be a black woman and to ask for what you want yes. and to get what you want. Yes. And if you never hear that, especially just black women, period. It's no. just like, no, like, sell no. yourself short. They won't say it in those words, yep. but it's like everyone else can benefit. But it'll be reflected. At the expense of- if you saw, if you get invited to a panel and they say, oh, we only get to pay you this much, but then you find out who else was on the panel and you're like, you know they got you paid You know, more. exactly. Yeah. It's a whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, another question I wanted to ask you is um, you talk so much about setting intentions Mm -hmm. and cultivating this beautiful life that you have that inspires me. Um, And so often we hear the term like, walk in alignment with this intention or this mantra. What does that mean? Can you break that down for us, sister? Yes. So intentions are, to me, your agreement Mm. with yourself, with God, with the universe, about how you are choosing to show up in your life, show up energetically, philosophically. It's like what you believe in. And it's not connected to what happens circumstantially around you. It's independent of that. So if my intention is I am at peace or I am love, It means that I am at peace regardless of what this person does to me or doesn't do to me or what my life circumstances bring or don't bring to me. I am choosing to be peace because I've made this declaration. Mm. I've shared and affirmed this agreement between myself and and God. So to walk in alignment means then that I am practicing only doing things and only identifying what things help me and, and support me in this intention. So does it make sense for me to say I am at peace and then the next day I directly walk into a situation that I know is going to threaten that peace? That doesn't make sense. Mm. If, if on a conscious level I've made this agreement to be at peace and then the next day I consciously choose to walk right into <laughs> some 
like the opposite of that that doesn't make sense yeah so you know I think that we those of us who want to elevate and you know to use our our friend Layla's (laughs) um, philosophy vibrate higher daily it is a constant day by day and sometimes minute by minute yeah um conversation with yourself with God (laughs) around um, will this choice bring me into greater proximity and closer proximity to this intention that I have said Mm. that I desire and if the answer is no and sometimes oftentimes the answer is no and we still do it anyway (laughs) because we are in these patterns and Deanna and I have been reading this book that's been getting our lives, The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukav, and he really convicted me in one of his um, chapters on intentions around the fact that we have not only conscious intentions, but we have unconscious intentions. Mm -hmm. And if your unconscious intention is stronger and more empowered, and you've been practicing that unconscious intention more, and you don't realize that, that unconscious intention is going to win. So let's say, again, going back to peace, if I have set this conscious and or this conscious intention of mm-hmm. I am peace mm-hmm. I move with peace in the world but our unconscious intention rooted back to our childhood that I don't deserve peace or that peace is not a part of my reality Oof. we're going to find ourselves always in situations, situations. of chaos yep. because we have not yet um on a subconscious level like release that mm-hmm. yet. and so that's mm-hmm. still one of the agreements that we're holding on to and yes it's that conflict with our conscious intention but that one actually is stronger because it's been what has been our reality yeah for, you know longer than not so it's just y'all it's a practice like it's not as easy as being like i have this new intention i wrote it down all is good no i love that <laughs> yeah because i think that's what people tend to think i mean i knew for i know for a minute before reading this book and the four agreements I was like, okay, I'm setting these intentions, but no whole fam. Like, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really see the manifestation of them. Yeah. And um, like you said earlier, like it is definitely um, a practice. And I just wanted to ask that question because people just don't know. You yeah. know, it's like I think I'm glad you asked because it can be very. Elusive. We need to talk about it in a deeper way, and I think we will this season. We will definitely dive into, into it. More. Definitely, because I want I want you to go into what intentions you have you have set and then how you practice those and like the evidence Ooh, yes and i love that you said the evidence that's why i love journaling that's why i love writing things down yes because when you look back and you see wow look at all these times that i have walked in alignment and what it's brought into my life Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. look at these times that i've not walked in alignment and look what that has brought into my life yep and again choosing to learn through wisdom rather than through fear and doubt that is so convicting. Yeah. That is so convicting. And that word choose, every time I see it, I have to <laughs> highlight it. Because it really points back to the fact that you are not, like, you have choice. You have yeah. freedom in all of this. Yeah. And I don't think we realize. We do everything so subconsciously. Yes. Well, I, don't, I ain't really, no, honey, you, it goes back to saying you have the power, yes. essentially. And we act very powerless at times. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm excited because I I'm gonna go in my I have been reading my journal. I love going going back and rereading. Yeah, just being like, wow, that's gonna we be a good ourselves when we go back. What? <laughs> it's like, ooh, <laughs> seriously, seriously. Now that's gonna be a good episode. Yes, that was this was just a little snippet. Yes, of of the the, the juice of the the amazingness that we're gonna dive into for you guys. Yes, um, and we're so excited to read more of your your questions. Yes. Because, I mean, we talk about it a lot, but I'm sure we don't cover every single thing that you'd like for us to. Um, so, yeah, send in your questions. Yes. And we'll ask some of your questions to our guests this episode, too. Or this season Yes, well. that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. So you could have one of your faves mm-hmm. answering your question. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I need to ask you a question before we close. Okay, ask me a question. What's on your mind, girl? How okay. <laughs> would you sum up what you have learned so far in 2018 in one word? Oh, one word? Come on. But then on. you can talk about it. Oh, it. okay. So I'm if like, you had to girl. say one word. <laughs> one word. 
Mm, some of this year. Uh, I, can it be two words? Yes. Innate wisdom. Mm, innate wisdom. Yeah. Um, I, ugh. yeah, I realized that like, I, um, I live in the gray area mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, I'm going with the flow or like there's, ne there's not necessarily a wrong or right thing mm -hmm. to me. Um, Concerning other people, but mm -hmm. like whenever there's a decision that I have to make, mm -hmm. I think I, I said it earlier in a conversation with Abana, like I want a clear yes or a clear no mm -hmm. or a clear right and a clear left. Um, and it's so funny because I'm always asking God, I'm like, can you let me know if this is right? Mm -hmm. Can you let me know if this is wrong? And this whole time I have this compass inside of me. Yes. You know, telling me been telling me what yeah. I should do, you yeah. know, this innate wisdom that, um, you know, I seek to have. And there are so many times when my, when the, when the Holy Spirit is saying, go this way yeah, and I'm terrified. Yeah. So I don't do it. Or I just, if, or if there are signs or something, I just completely ignore and disregard. Um, and I think that uh, just thinking about 2018 and the transitions that are happening right now in my life, right. um, God has been saying, like, beyond your innate wisdom, like, that has been me wow. telling you what you you should have done. But it's okay, because I'm going to continue giving you the same lesson over mm. and over and over again mm. Mm -hmm. until you learn. Yeah. Um, and so this innate wisdom that I have now is... I'm feeling really affirmed in the in the decision making process, mm -hmm. um, and I feel like there's something on the other side of this that God has been wanting for me mm. to experience for so long. Yeah. But because of fear, choosing yeah. to you know navigate through life out of doubt and fear, I haven't been able to attain it. Mm. Um, and now I feel like I'm ready. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, like I'm I'm ready to receive whatever it is that God has for more, God has for me. Cause it's like, he has so much in store for me and I don't want my fear to get in the way of that anymore. Yes. So yeah, I mean, that's what, wow. that, that would be the thing. I mean, what the direction I'm going is very scary is very terrifying. Um, it's not familiar at all to me, yeah. but I know that I know that I know that's beautiful. That my innate wisdom is telling me to do this thing. Yes. Innate wisdom, innate wisdom and realizing that, your trust in God also powerfully connects to your trust in yourself. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We are so deeply yes. connected. You and know? that's amazing. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, girl. It's, been, it's, it's about to be crazy, but I'm so excited. And also, you can either choose, like I was saying to you earlier, yeah. if the direction you're going is going to be fearful or it's going to be terrifying or it's going to be like, you know what? I'm ready for this adventure. Yeah. Like Issa Rae, you know what I'm saying? It's like she's out here. I'm like living her best life, not yeah. knowing what's going on, but it's like I'm excited. Yes. And I trust the author of my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I've trusted him so far. He is, his grace has seen me from every season of life. Yep. He's going to keep me like he has before. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Issa Rae, <laughs> what you just said, did you see what she tweeted recently? No. She said, <laughs> let me find it. Let me find it, y'all. I'm half speaking into existence and half shut up, don't jinx it. <laughs> oh, I did when see I that. When I saw that. I did see that. Sometimes we, that's real. Sometimes we are afraid to claim and name what we feel inside. But then we're also excited that knowing of the power of our word. And it's that, it's like both of those can happen at the same time. Like, oh, I want to say this and I want to, and I know that this mm -hmm. is, but then I also don't want to mm -hmm. speak to But that's that level of doubt, that. though. Yes. That's yes. that level of doubt. You know yeah. this activity that I, I, I was listening to this podcast, and this lady was saying she does this uh, creative workshop every morning. So she writes down three things that she wants, yeah. and then she says why she wants them, and then she writes down why she deserves to have them. Love. And I didn't start doing that. Wow. And I was like, I started doing that and wow. it really it really brought brought clarity into my life. 
And she was like, you can't be out here. It's kind of like praying and worrying. They cancel out each other. You can't do that. If you say wow. you want this and you deserve this and yada, yada, walk in alignment with that. You Whatever feeling you want to feel by receiving yes. this thing, yes. feel that now. Yes. That's your reality. It yes. just has not manifested in the material world. You know what I'm yes. saying? So and that, the material world is only a small percentage of yes. the fullness of the world around us. Yes. Because it's only what we can see. And that's deep. First of all, they remind that's me of deep. that five sensory exactly. being in that yes. book, Seat of the Soul. Yes. Yeah. We are multi-sensory. Exactly. Which the spirit realm, which we cannot even see. Exactly. But that does not mean it's not real. Exactly. Period. And that's, what, girl, first of all, we can, <laughs> girl, I'm going to throw my shoe. This We're going to have a whole conversation on some of the books that we've been reading and the ways that they've been getting our entire lives. Woo-wee! Thank us later because y'all are about to be transformed. For real. And... Lauren is about to be on a panel with Gary Zukav. Yes, she is. It's about to get real. It's about to get real, bro. Wow. <laughs> well, I think even though we could talk all day, we're going to call it a day. <laughs> that was cute. Namaste. Namaste. Oh, they rhyme. Girl, come on, rapper. <laughs> hey, hey. Poetry. Poetry. Snaps. Breathe easy. create space for women of color to breathe easy y'all we have such an amazing team of brilliant creatives who are behind the scenes but who are so instrumental in making this podcast happen we'd like to thank aline cause for audio engineering khalid b your ear for music is wildly amazing and we want to thank you for just creating such an amazing podcast bop <laughs> honestly um valerie titus glover thank you for being an amazing black girl and i'm team member and supporting the podcast last but not least post loudness they are a collective of independent audio shows and podcasts by people of color women queer and other underrepresented hosts and voices thank you so much for your support and offering us your space and last but not least even though i said that right before it's all good to our community members thank you for your support of black girl and home